Hey, what is up? Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento. And in today's episode, we are talking about maybe one of my favorite things in the world of entrepreneurship, and that is technology. And I'm joined by a guest who shares my vision that technology should really enable you and make your life easier when it comes to growing your business, but also when it comes to living a better life as an entrepreneur. So I'm gonna tell you about today's guest. Her name is Mandy Malita. She's a visionary entrepreneur who recognized the growing need for efficient, reliable, and flexible business support services in the digital age. With a passion for empowering businesses and professionals to reach their full potential, she embarked on a journey to redefine the landscape of online business managers. With a keen eye for talent and a commitment to excellence, Mandy has assembled a team of highly skilled individuals who possess a diverse range of expertise. Under her leadership, her company, Assistant Solutions. There's so much that I love about the way that they operate, but Assistant Solutions has flourished into a premier service provider delivering top-notch administrative, creative, and technical solutions to clients worldwide. Mandy is of the belief that not only should technology enable you to scale, but she's also a big proponent for work-life balance. And I think that that goes right in line with her work because the more that your business is able to succeed without you needing your hands in every single pot, the more you're going to be able to enjoy working on your business, not just in your business, and enjoy that life. So I'm excited about today's conversation. I'm not going to say anything else. Let's dive straight into my conversation today with Mandy Molita. All right, Mandy, so much good stuff that we're going to jump into today. Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Yeah, so obviously, I know that you and I are going to geek out big time on tech today. But before we get there, fill in the gaps for listeners. Tell them, who the heck is Mandy? How did you get here? Um, I decided to leave the corporate world a few years ago and started my business. And over my years in corporate, I had gathered a ton of just random knowledge, which I apply today. Um, Personally, I am a mother to a 15-year-old boy, and I'm a firewife. I love that. So much to dig into. Of course, being a mom means that you wear so many different hats. In your professional experience, I know that you've worked at big and small businesses. You worked in the banking industry, for example. And one thing that I've seen so much about your background is that, Mandy, you just love fixing problems. Talk to us about what gave you that natural aptitude that led towards what you're doing here today. Um, I would say I would attribute it to my natural love language, which is acts of service. I love helping other people. I love seeing other people fulfill their dreams and just, I like being able to stand back and be like, yeah, I fixed that. I did that. Yeah, it's something that I can relate to because obviously not only for other people, you enjoy obviously doing that, but in our own businesses, doesn't it feel, and it's funny that you are a fire wife as well, is that we're always putting out fires. Maybe you and your husband, I guess you guys have the same exact job because that is what we do all day, every day. And I know that a core part of what you do with your business is obviously focus on the technology aspect of it. Walk us through some of those common things that you're able to help people with and, and what sort of tech problems you even see on a business level? Uh, I feel like tech problems can be very wild, ranging from small to very large. So um, a lot of what I see is just either creating funnels from scratch or updating as a business continues to scale. So making sure that 
things are delivering as they're supposed to, that everything is working so that leads can move through the funnel correctly. Um, updating as needed, whether it be copy or videos. Um, but I've also seen entire websites go down and I've had to scramble to try to figure that out. So it just kind of varies on the tech issues. Yeah, for sure. But they are inevitable. We all face tech issues. Mandy, obviously, there's no pre-planned questions heading into today's session. And listeners love seeing where the conversations take us. But for me, when I was going through your business and all the awesome things that you do, I think the thing that really stands out to me is that you and I are of the belief, which I think we're in the minority here, Mandy, in believing that technology should enable your business growth. Way too many entrepreneurs, especially so many listeners of this show are solo entrepreneurs, and they've got to figure out all the things, sales, marketing, tech, literally at fulfillment, obviously they're on that side as well. And for so many of them, tech actually is a frustration. Tech is something that they're just like, ah, my, you know, whether it's your website that you mentioned, or maybe it's email marketing, or maybe it's social media tools, all this stuff really holds them back and leads to frustration. Walk us through some of those things that you've seen working with so many different types of businesses. Um, I see, I do see a lot of people get really frustrated by tech, really, I would say more so overwhelmed just because there are so many, so many options and you can really go down some rabbit holes <laughs> in terms of trying to figure out, you know, what you want to do. Um, I would say the biggest thing to set up is just your, your lead flow and your lead management so that you can keep track of the emails that you're sending people, the touch points that you're having with them, because later on down the road, um, you're going to need to, you're going to need to reflect on those things and see, you know, what were my notes? When did I talk to them? And, and those kind of things. So really utilizing different tools, maybe even Zapier or Integrately to help manage your leads and where they're coming from, where they're going and where you're storing them. Yeah, so all of you listeners who are listening to Mandy talk about this right now, she really specializes in the online coaching space. So for all of us with an online business, you see the first thing that she went to is leads and lead management. Now, Mandy, a lot of people are probably thinking, well, I've got post-it notes all over my monitor. Or maybe they do use something like Trello where they have a bunch of names and email addresses or maybe phone numbers that they need to stay on top of, but there's not really a system there. Take us deeper there because I do, I share your your belief here that this is one of the most integral pieces of our business to systematize and stay on top of walk us through what does a system look like as opposed to just making it up as we go um so system wise i you could go a lot of places but to keep it simple i mean you could use a trello board you could use a spreadsheet something simple but making it so that it's consistent and something that you can utilize now, but I'm really big on also something that you can scale with because you are going to grow and you don't want to keep having to reinvent the wheel and change your systems every few months or, you know, once a year or anything like that. So figuring out where your leads are coming from and then what system you want to put them into, what's going to work for you. Um, I'm, I'm really big on yes, the big name and the business may be XYZ, but do what's comfortable for you. Do what's going to work for you and what you know you are going to use. It doesn't matter what anybody else is using. It needs to work for you in order for it to be uh, something that you're going to use now and then in the future. So you can, you know, have a spreadsheet set up and maybe Zapier is pulling some information in from Facebook or, you know, other 
places where you may have leads coming in. Facebook is a, is a big one for people. So you can have a Facebook form and when they fill it out, maybe they're getting added to the spreadsheet and it can literally be that simple, but it just takes that little bit of time off of your plate. And then it's already there. All the information is correct. And I would just start there. <laughs> Yeah, I love you just brought up a concept that I didn't even anticipate talking about today, which is obviously your business really enables businesses to scale. It's something that we always throw that word around in entrepreneurship. And when people go to your business website, assistantsolutions.biz, they'll see you talk about scaling your business. But Mandy, you just brought up the concept of also having scalable technology. And so that's something that, gosh, I for sure didn't understand or at least think about when I was in my early 20s starting to scale my market marketing agency, but you're right. Scalability of tech is what's going to grow with you because the switching costs are so high. I think we can all agree that once you get sucked in, whether you use active campaign or MailChimp, whatever it is that you use for your tech stack with regards to email marketing, for example, it is not fun to switch. Mandy, what does scalable technology look like for you when you're assessing these tech platforms? Cause you're right. There are a million solutions for any business problem we have. What are some of those things that you look for? So when I start working with a new client, I really like to have sort of a deep dive conversation into where are you at now, but also where do you want to go? What do you want to see? What kind of information do you want to get from your leads and how do you want to use it? Because then that helps me determine what system or systems are going to be the best for you now, but also in the future. Um, there are you know, many great things that you can start small with and as you grow, pay more in their upgraded tiers to get more. And so I just really like to have that kind of deep dive conversation to gather where we're at and where we're going to go. That way we can build what's going to work. Yeah, I love that approach to it. It's something that we had Dr. Ernest Wade here on the podcast, I think it was a month or two ago. And it's one thing that he talked about as well is that when it comes to technology, always approach it from the problem first. Don't just go out there because if you scroll through Facebook or Instagram, you're going to see a tool for everything. And gosh, do they all have really great marketing. But the reality is, Mandy, I love your approach to that is just saying, let's figure out what you want first. What are your objectives? Then we'll start coming up with a tech stack for that. So you already talked about lead generation and lead management, for example. What are the, the areas of a business? Because a lot of times I always like to say, we don't know what we don't know. And you, Mandy, you come in and you've worked with so many different types of businesses that you can read the label from outside the jar that we may not be able to read from inside the jar. What are some of those common areas that you see people saying, or you see, and you say to yourself, well, holy cow, you don't have a lead management process. You don't have a CRM. You don't have, maybe it's a content machine, a social media machine, what are some of those areas that you often look at for businesses that actually leads? I think the key here is to tangible business growth. Um, other than lead management, I'm also really big on customer service. That, and that is because I have a lot of customer service in my background. And I'm really big on that white glove, like first class kind of service to clients when they're coming in because they're one, the coaches that I work with, have very high-end programs. So when you spend a lot of money, you can kind of get that, oh my goodness, what did I just do feeling? And so if you don't have that white glove service, hand holding them, just making sure that they're good and that they've made a really good investment, you could lose them. So then you have refunds and then they're not gonna have anything good to say about you. 
versus if you have this set up and it's smooth and they feel held and they're like, oh my goodness, you know, this is luxurious and great. They're going to remember that and they're going to have good things to say about you later. They're going to be like, oh my goodness, I have, you know, I went through this program and they're going to feel good about spending that amount of money. So other than lead gen, I'm really big on the customer service piece. Yes. I love that you use the illustration of that white glove customer service. I'll say this here. I don't think I've ever used this example and gosh, is it a random one? But I remember in my early twenties, I got obsessed with travel hacking. I just wanted as many airline miles as possible. And part of that is all these blogs I was reading. They were like, you got to pay an annual fee the way you get airline miles. So you have to pay that annual fee. So I finally, I bit the bullet, I signed up for a credit card with a $450 annual fee, which was way more money than I probably could afford at the time. But Mandy, when that credit card came in my mailbox, it wasn't in a white envelope. It was in a beautiful box. It had this incredible presentation that you opened up. It had confetti on the inside. It felt like an event. And you're right. That to me, that's a small customer service thing that they implemented onboarding wise. Obviously for service-based businesses, well, actually maybe we could mail people something, but I'd love to hear your perspective, especially within the online world. What are some of those white glove things that we can incorporate in our systems, in our tech stack, in even our onboarding flow? even if it's just a process thing? Sure. Um, I do have some clients that will um, gather somebody's ad, uh, mailing address and, and mail them something, which can take a little bit longer to get to them, obviously. But I would say the biggest piece is immediate communication, whether that be in an email or a phone call, a text message, something that as soon as they spend that amount of money, they're getting a personal touch from somebody on the team, welcoming them in. Welcome to the family. We're so glad to have you. Here's your next steps so that they didn't just spend this money and sitting there going, uh, what do I do next? Yeah, for sure. Which it's funny because one word that I had written down that I was like, we got to talk about this, Mandy, is I just kept writing the word manual. And you're right. If that if we get a new customer and everything about our customer fulfillment, our customer service is manual out of the gates, then we are the the bottleneck there. Everything stops and ends with us. But hey, we're entrepreneurs. We've got a million things that we're working on today. We all have that on our, on our to-do list. Talk to us about that delicate balance between that automated, that personal, you call it the white glove touch versus the manual. Is it possible? And, and cheekily, obviously, I know the answer is going to be yes. And I want to hear your insights here. But is it possible to still retain that human personal white glove touch while also automating things with good technology? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of my favorite um, onboarding processes that I've been involved uh, setting up was once somebody pays, they their contract is automatically sent to them via um, a Zapier automation. Their membership is automatically granted to them after they sign. So I've managed to set up all these other pieces to be automated. And the only manual piece that is having to be done is that personal reach out, which yes, you can automate an email for that. But I really think that the coach or, you know, the business owner reaching out in a personal text or personal phone call just means so much more to somebody than an email. 
Yeah, one thing, obviously you said it a few times now, it's the Z word that none of us know how to pronounce. I don't know if any of us know the official pronunciation. I call it Zapier, you call it Zapier, but ultimately it's a tool that, let's face it, we all use. And I think that it speaks to the fact that there isn't necessarily a one size fits all. And I always facepalm at least once a year, a company comes along and they say that they've got all this funding and they're gonna be a one size fits all for email, for website building, for automations, for literally everything in those things, if, if they're good at everything, they're actually really good at nothing is what I often find. So Mandy, what is that delicate balance? I'm, I'm someone who loves tech. I've got like a million tools in my business. All that play nicely though. What is that delicate balance bef- be- between finding something that's going to do everything for our businesses versus, hey, there are solutions like Zapier that can actually connect to the things. So find what works for you in each of these domains. Yeah, I think it's really just about finding what works for you. Um, That's part of my first initial conversation of finding out from somebody where they are, where they want to go and the kind of information that's important to them in their business. So from there, I'm able to determine what tools are going to be best. I do try to limit the number of tools that we're using um, just because as you scale, it can get kind of chaotic if you have 50 different tools that you're trying to keep updated. So I do like to keep it slim if I can, but I also utilize Zapier all the time and try to find tools that play nice with each other and with Zapier. And so, yeah, I just, I recommend figuring out what works for you and your business for now and for later, but also with the information that you need. Yeah, and Mandy, this is making me realize maybe we need to pause for a second and tell listeners. They're probably thinking, who are these two people talking about some tool called Zapier? Walk us through, what is Zapier? Uh, the easiest way I can explain it is it can connect two different, two different tools and make them talk to each other. Yeah, and lots of different applications. Uh, Listeners always love examples. Give us some tangible examples, Mandy, and I'm more than happy to share some of my own as well because I'm sure between the two of us, we'll have a bunch of different examples. But walk us through some of those real-life applications for creating a a bridge between two different tools. Sure. Uh, One that I was just working on yesterday. I have a client whose website is on Wix. They're having a free workshop. So I utilize Wix automations and it goes to Zapier and tells Zapier, hey, we had a registration, which then goes to MailerLite, their email marketing system, and says, add them to this group. And then these emails need to be sent out to that person. Yeah, that to me, that's like the classic Zapier use case. It's something that I use a lot. And for listeners, if they're curious about how like I use it, for example, as well. So kind of like what Mandy said is it's really valuable in sending data from one thing to another where those two, there's no seemingly possible way that they could interact. So for example, for the podcast, we get a lot of guest pitches every single day. So obviously, I've got a VA who is in there and handles so much of this stuff for me. And so when we have an interest in podcast guests, what happens is we flag that email, we star it, which then sends it to Zapier. Zapier then adds it to a Trello board so that we can keep track of, hey, has this person been replied to? Does somebody else on the team need to reply to them? And simultaneously, because we use Slack for internal communication, it also sends a Slack message saying, hey, heads up, there's an interested lead. Which leads me to the next area of questioning, Mandy, which is a lot of listeners to the show, like I said, they are solo entrepreneurs. I started out for a very, very, very 
long time as a solo entrepreneur. In many ways, I'm still a solopreneur, that lone wolf, and I love that way. And Mandy, I'm sure that you also had times in your business where you're also kind of the solopreneur. Talk to us about the, the necessity for tech even at those beginning days, even when you are a solo entrepreneur. Maybe you don't have a Slack channel, but what is the importance of tech there? Is it more important? Is it less important? Walk us through it. I would say it's definitely important because you are, you're one person and you can get burnt out really easily if you're doing everything, you're working crazy hours and you're doing it all manually. And there's just so much tech that's available to help you take things off of your plate so that way you can be focused on other things such as sales, because obviously if you're not doing sales and focusing on that, your business is likely not going to be very successful because you wouldn't be bringing in money. So it's very important just to have the tech that you can, that way you cannot have so much on your plate. Yeah, for sure. And I, w I think that's a natural segue into one thing that I'm excited to talk to you about is obviously work-life balance. Mandy, your business website doesn't just talk about tech and operations. It also emphasizes the fact that, hey, we do these things because we're also humans trying to live a life. Talk to us about why work-life balance is so important to you. Well, I mean, I have a family and uh, we're busy. <laughs> so that's, I mean, one of the reasons that I started my business too is so that I could have work-life balance. I work when I can and when I want to, that way and I have free time to focus on other things. And I think it's very important for the clients that I have and that I work with for them to have the same mentality in order for our relationship to work they have to want that work-life balance too, because that's why I'm here. I'm here to automate things, to build your tech stack, to make things easier for you. That way your business can grow, but at the same time, you're not sitting there having to be in the weeds of your business every single day. Yeah, Mandy, I've got to ask you this because I know it's really my role as the host of this show to think about the listeners. And if I was a listener sitting here listening to us right now, part of me would say, gosh, I don't have the time. I don't have the, the, the wherewithal to sit down and figure this tech stuff out. And quite frankly, for a lot of people, the tech does scare them. Talking about Zapier and building integrations that don't exist, that stuff I, I've experienced firsthand when I host office hours and podcast listeners come on and talk to me. They're just like, yeah, I don't even know what to do. What are some of those resources that are out there to make this stuff easy? So obviously, it's a natural segue into one of the ways is to hire someone awesome like you. But there's also YouTube, there's other resources. What do you recommend for people to even get going on this road to making sense of their tech stack? Yeah, there's YouTube, there's people like me. Um, let's see. Google. I mean, <laughs> you can always Google everything. I mean, you do have to be careful that you don't go down some crazy rabbit hole and spend five hours figuring out different things. But um, Facebook groups, um, I'm really big on connecting with other people. And just I get qu asked questions all the time. And if I can answer it, I will. Um, if it's something that's more involved in, you know, somebody actually needs my eyes on it and help, then we talk about something different as far as hiring. But I just think it's important to have those people that you can connect with other entrepreneurs, ask them, you know, what have they done? What are their thoughts on this? Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Because you're right, when I initially asked the question, I was thinking about, you know, hopping on Google. But 
you made me realize that for so many years now, I have other entrepreneurial friends, whether I met them in person or not, where maybe it's from a Facebook group, maybe it is someone who I met at a conference that we use a similar tech stack. And we all, Mandy, you probably see this more than any of us, we all have these ways that we jerry-rig this technology to work for us. So yeah, texting your entrepreneurial friends or even people in a Facebook group who also use that, that same tech as you, we all have figured these things out. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, I think is the important thing to, to accept here. Talk to us about some of that stuff because I, I love the fact I it always puts a smile on my face when people really specialize they found like for you it's the online coaching businesses it's not only what you work on but gosh do you understand that business at a really core level talk to us about some of those aspects of online coaching businesses that you think either work really well and you've seen good applications of tech in scaling their businesses or things that you realize hey other business owners in other industries they could steal this they could be inspired by this because this does work well for this industry. Oh, yes. Um, big thing, lead management again, because <laughs> that's where, you know, the, the business comes from. You got to have the leads. And so getting their leads into their CRM and then another piece is tracking calls. So in order to have sales and you're going to have to be talking to people. And so a big piece that um, I've seen the coaches do is whether they're using Calendly, Schedule Once, or whatever call system that they're using, tracking those as they come in, and you know when it was booked, what was the outcome of it. I think that's really important for a lot of people. I do it myself for my business, and I don't even have sales calls that often. But you know, just keeping track of where people are coming from in those conversations that I'm having and recording them so that I can reflect on what is it that I'm talking to people about, what is it that they're needing because that helps me grow and know where I need to focus my business on. Yeah, good advice there. Gosh, you are so correct on that. How many Zoom calls do we all have? And we don't even remember that we had it, let alone remember what it is that we talked about on those calls. And you're right, that is super helpful. Whether you close the sale in that exact moment or not, those give you touch points so that you can check in and be like, hey, I know you mentioned you were going on this trip. Just wanted to check in with you and see how that went. So I love that advice. And the other thing that I really love about the way that you view your business, Mandy, and, and the way that you view your role in helping other businesses businesses grow is that look how often when I ask you a question, you come back to what actually grows a, a business, what actually generates that revenue. And obviously having that CRM is at the core of it. Mandy, listeners are probably going to feel a little bit called out though, because a lot of them are probably thinking, I don't have a CRM. Like, where do I even start? You mentioned spreadsheets. What are some of the big CRM solutions that you see that are very easy for people to get into and also very effective? Oh, let's see. There's, I was trying to think of which ones I use a lot. So Kartra, Kajabi, HubSpot. Uh, those are, you know, the, the larger ones that I use, but I've even looked into systems such as like Freshworks. Uh, they have a really good setup. Um, but I see some people use ClickUp for their uh, project management and their CRM. I've looked into that as well. So it can literally be that simple or you can go big with like a Kajabi or a Kartra. Yeah, so you listeners, there's no reason to not have this in place in your business. Mandy just listed quite a few of them, and I know that at least two of them are free. HubSpot and ClickUp are two softwares that I've personally used inside multiple of my businesses. They're both free. They're both really easy. And you talk about having a support group. They have 
Probably uh, between the two of them, they have millions of users. So someone is using it. Someone has used it for your application. And there are groups, there's communities, there's other entrepreneurs that you can meet who are using those as well. Mandy, I love hearing your perspectives on all this. And as we come towards the end of today's interview, I did promise you that time would fly here today. I want to talk to you about something that I love that you offer in your business. Because if listeners are sitting here thinking, gosh, I don't even know where to start. You have a very brilliant offer, and that is your power hour. Talk to us about what your power hours are like, because I obviously came across it in my research, and it's on your your website, where you'll literally get on the phone with someone for an hour and say, what are you looking to solve? Let's work through it. Talk to us about what those power hours look like. Yeah, it's really just that that simple. Um, when we kind of you know have our initial conversation before we get on a call i'll kind of get an idea of do you just have general questions and you're just trying to avoid going down a rabbit hole and you just want to talk through tech stack or do you have a very specific problem where you're like i'm trying to connect these two applications and it's not working and i can't figure out why and i just don't want to spend any more of my time trying to do it so i mean it's it can really vary as to what you want to talk about. I do record the call. I send it to the person afterwards so that they have it. Um, and then if you got to talk again or have follow-up questions, then you can always just shoot me a message and I'll, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Yes, I love that service. I can imagine that that is so appealing and such a breath of fresh air for so many people, even if it is. I, I love that you gave us that overview of, yeah, even if it's as simple as, hey, I don't know how to connect these two things. You're right. A one-hour call will solve so many different issues. So I love that. Mandy, so much about your business that I really enjoy, particularly because you're right our conversation today, all of this stuff is meant to enable your growth. So at this point, I always like to give guests the hard part. It's the last question I'm going to ask you, but it is the hardest, which is it is the most broad. For listeners who are listening to today's session thinking, gosh, we touched on so many different things, lead management, customer service, onboarding, Zapier integrations to make my systems talk to each other. What's the one thing that you think entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs should sit down with after today's session and say, okay, if I can start taking this more seriously or implement this in my business, it'll put me on the path to success. Oh, that is a hard question because <laughs> there are uh, so many things come to mind. I would say, look at your customer journey from start to finish and look at it from an outside in, but then also yourself as that, as that, you know, lead to client and evaluate what would you want as a person? How would you want to experience you and go from there and build, build your business and your systems around that? Yes, customer focus. It's a common piece of advice that I hear, but it is so powerful, especially with the, the nature of the work that you're doing from a tech perspective, but also that human perspective of how are they experiencing all of these things that I've actually built with tech. Super powerful. Mandy, I love hearing all of your thoughts on all this stuff. So at this point, as we close today's session, I want to open the stage for you to tell listeners where the heck they can go more to, to learn more about you, your business, assistance solutions tell them where they should go from here yeah uh, you can find me on my website assistantsolutions.biz i'm also on instagram and facebook i love to connect with other people linkedin that's another spot happy to connect and chat and 
All right, listeners, you know the drill. Wherever it is that you're tuning into today's podcast episode, look down below this episode and you will find the link to Mandy's website. It is assistantsolutions.biz, assistantsolutions.biz. It's linked down below wherever it is that you're tuning in. Also find Mandy on all the social media platforms. We'll link to those below as well. And if you've got that issue that you've been struggling with, banging your head against the wall, even something as simple as a power hour to start out with and really get things rolling for you, you've heard Mandy here on the show. So don't be shy about reaching out to her. Otherwise, Mandy, thanks so much for joining us on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Thank you. Hey, it's Brian here, and thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. If you haven't checked us out online, there's so much good stuff there. Check out the show's website and all the show notes that we talked about in today's episode at theentrepreneurshow.com. And I just want to give a shout out to our amazing guests. There's a reason why we are ad-free and have produced so many incredible episodes five days a week for you. And it's because our guests step up to the plate. These are not sponsored episodes. These are not infomercials. Our guests help us cover the costs of our productions. They so deeply believe in the power of getting their message out in front of you, awesome entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that they contribute to help us make these productions possible. So thank you to not only today's guests, but all of our guests in general. And I just want to invite you check out our website because you can send us a voicemail there. We also have live chat. If you want to interact directly with me, go to theentrepreneurshow.com, initiate a live chat. It's for real me. And I'm excited because I'll see you as always every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast.